0: Suffering till suffrage. That is my jam. That is my jam. <laughs> that
1: would be Kristen's jam. <laughs> would be, I can see Kristen in that outfit. <laughs>
0: I want that outfit. I want that superhero lady outfit.
1: Hello, world is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of love is what we'll be bringing. Welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society, the podcast for people born in the Big Wheel generation, all of whom aced that Constitution quiz as long as they could sing it. We believe our Gen X childhoods
2: gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them,
0: they'll disappear like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. Today, we will be saving Gen X's educational booster shot, Schoolhouse Rock. I'm Carolyn. I'm Kristen. And I'm Michelle. And we are your
2: pop culture preservationists. We'll make you happy. Do you guys want to know what I really wanted to get you for Christmas? Yes. What? What? (laughs) That's almost a cruel thing to say, isn't it? I know. But I really wanted to get you each a t-shirt that has a graphic of one of the Schoolhouse Rock designs on it. But I, I was kind of I didn't know exactly which ones that you would want, and then I didn't I didn't know what sizes you would want. But now I I think I might know what Kristen would want. Mm
0: -hmm. Everybody knows what Kristen wants. I know,
2: I know. Well, if you listened to our episode twelve, you would know what Kristen wants. What would What would that have been?
0: And we'll be suffering until suffrage. But then and then and then and then and the part where they go, Lucretia. That's my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) Lucretia. and she's standing there in
2: like red, white, and blue pants yes. and stuff. And oh, yeah. Carolyn, which one would you want? And here's the thing they're not all available. That was the other thing. Mm-hmm. But there, there's a really cute one with just a little bill, and he's just kind oh, of slumped down. Oh, cute.
1: Yeah. And I liked our friend in the um, exclamation episode, the cheerleader, who was, you know, raw. Oh, yes.
2: That's right, that's right. I thought that well, was interjection. Really fun. Just so you know. Oh yeah. Yes. Now I know these things. Um, just you never know. There it doesn't even that's have to right. be a gift, girls. I could just get them for you at yeah, any just given surprise time. Us just any let time. me know your sizes. Um, okay. but I think they're so cute and I think that I would love one too. And I think okay. that uh, no. <laughs> I'm not getting <laughs> you one, and but and get one for first. yourself. And no, and no, and no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I'd get one for myself. But I think because, don't you guys agree that, like, Schoolhouse Rock and all those images is indelible in our minds, oh, like, for, sure. for
1: our generation? Oh, mm-hmm. without yeah. a doubt. Those images and that music. Oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. you guys. I think that was one of the things I enjoyed most about that episode was doing the research and really learning the yes. behind the scenes about the music. And really the caliber of musicians and songwriters that they brought on for that was amazing. Amazing. And speaking of amazing, my daughter came home the other day from having seen the new Spider Man movie. Mm. And she is kind of humming and saying, Three is a magic number. And I was like, Three is a magic number. How do you know this song? Like, what are you doing? And by the way, evidently this is a spoiler. So if you really love Spider Man and you haven't seen the new movie yet, one, you're not a real fan. (laughs) And two, maybe just (laughs) mute it for a second. Grace told me this is a spoiler whatever. But anyway, so there is a group, and maybe we, I don't think we talked about this in the original episode. De La Soul, um, it's a rap mm-hmm. group no, out of I New don't York. Think we did. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think Are they, they s- gentlemen rappers? Um, <laughs> they seem very Was gentlemanly. Was this the
0: episode where she talked about gentlemen rappers? <laughs> this is the episode oh, where she talks about gentlemen rappers. Oh, okay, You're
1: right. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and say, my friends, the New York hip-hop group, De La Soul, are gentlemen rappers because they (laughs) sample Three is a Magic Number in their song called Magic Number, which happens to be one of the songs that plays at the end of the Spider-Man movie that just came out that is, like, super amazing. Three, that's a magic number. Three. It is. It's the magic number. Three. Somewhere in this hip-hop soul community. What's going through, beneath, and, that's a magic number. and like I learned from you, Kristen, like a sample is where they take like the, the melody and some of the words. But then because it definitely is a gentlemanly rap song. And so it's definitely got the hip hop rap going. And I think there's another song sampled in there. But they did that originally. I think it said in night. It might have been in like the late 90s, early 2000s or something. So it's been used, I think, a couple of other times. But because of, I guess, the magnitude of this movie and yeah. who is seeing it and what this song actually means within the storyline of the show, of the movie, is, is pretty amazing. So Grace now knows the song. And I said, okay. So we were driving and I said, look up, like, how many covers of this song have there been? And we did. And there have been at least ten covers of Three is a Magic really? Number." Really?
0: You're kidding. No.
1: And I am going to put a link to some of them in our show notes for this episode. Fantastic! Yeah. Yes, because I found my favorite. I think is by a British band called Embrace, named Embrace, and okay. they um, there's a video of them at a huge like um, concert somewhere in over the pond, and they're singing that, and the crowd is going crazy. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. It's a magic number. Somewhere in this ancient mystic trinity, you got three as a
0: magic number. The past and the present and the future, faith and hope and charity, the heart and the brain and the body give you the three.
1: And the comments in YouTube are like, this is the best cover of this song, Gen X rules. And it was oh. just amazing. So I thought, well, you go, Bob DeRoe. Look what you did. Who, by the way, Isn't is the writer funny? of the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Blind Melon is another group that's covered it. Oh, so. yeah. I've actually heard of Blind Melon. That's Why? on an Why album. Why have of, I heard of Blind um, Melon?
0: Because you lived in the 90s. Oh, okay. That's how you
1: heard <laughs> I don't really is remember the, the 90s, album where uh, they? Okay, okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Is yeah. that the album where they redid some of the Schoolhouse rocks? Yeah, rock songs? they redid okay.
0: a lot of them, and it's a good album. It's really, like, those covers I would listen to now. There's oh. one with Ski um, Skilo who does, um, oh, God, now I'm not going to, did we talk about this? Is he a gentleman rapper, original? too? <laughs> he is a gentleman rapper. Yes, he is. <laughs> he sounds like it. <laughs> He's the one who does... Oh, I'm going to totally mess this up now. Never mind. Just go look for Ski-Lo. ski
2: you guys, you know what a really good rap name would be? It would be Ski-Ball. You oh, know, like Ski-Ball, like good. the game Ski-Ball. You guys are looking at right. me really like no, it. it's obviously I not. Ski-ball. I know, but Ski-Ball, like
1: that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I found it online and I listened to it. So it's not like wor- verbatim word for word. It's kind of the melody and they kind of get into it. And then, of course, it's, I was
0: just looking for it to see if I
1: could find the,
0: um, the date.
1: The gentlemanly rap lyrics are not the same as the ones we added. <laughs> well, in while you're looking shows. that up,
2: Kristen, um, let's talk. Let's think a little bit um, before we start this encore presentation. Um, a little bit more about this episode that everyone's about to hear. Um, it was episode twelve. It was from way back um, in February, February 22nd, oh um, so of really twenty second of twenty twenty one. Yeah, and um, like I thought, I thought this was. At the time in February, this was like one of the most favorite ones that we had recorded. And I think one of the reasons is because we got to sing so much. (laughs) Oh, God. I couldn't stop. Yeah. I mean, I can't stop in this little segment we're doing now. And oh, I couldn't yes. stop singing the preamble for so long. Mm-hmm. It was such an earworm. And all of these songs are we such good earworms. But do you guys remember this episode? Like I literally could not stop singing the noun song. I couldn't stop oh, going yeah. conjunction,
1: junction, what your function. Yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to stop singing three is a magic magic <laughs> after this. Because- and what about yes, what is. about
2: figure eight? Oh figure eight. No. Is yeah, is that gets me in the,
1: in the throat. No. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those it's such great music. It really is. Well, and again, the caliber of the people they had on board was amazing.
0: I know. And if it wasn't, and we wouldn't still remember them today. Right. We wouldn't feel like this. Nobody walks around singing the Barney song today. And there's a reason for that. It's cuz it was well, shite. because...
2: And also because he's a criminal. But I also remember things from this episode that I learned you guys have stuck with me. Blossom Deary. Thank you, Kristen, for introducing us to the magic and beauty of Blossom Deary. And I think that that's one thing I love about our episodes is that it's not just a fun trip down memory lane for us, but... We the, it's it's we are imparting knowledge. but um, sure. I do think it is kind of I do think we learned something. We learned something and we yeah, hope we our do. listeners learned something too um, that you didn't know about these things that you loved. And I certainly did with Schoolhouse rock. Um, and I just thought it was a really fun episode. So for those of you new to the society and for those who just want to sing along with us again, Here is our encore presentation of episode 12, all about Schoolhouse Rock.
0: The year is 1974. It's early on a Saturday morning. You don't have a clock, but the sun is coming up, so you know it's okay to get out of bed. You go down the hall to get your little brother, and you lead him to the family room, where you turn on the 13-inch portable Panasonic TV and settle in on the Naugahyde couch. How long until the test pattern goes away? It's got to be soon. Just hold tight. You're waiting for cartoons, of course. But what you're really yearning for are those little song things between the shows. They're like commercials, but they're not about cereal or toys. They're about numbers and words and kings and immigration and inventions and voting rights and the capital of the United States of America. And it's the best part of your day. I have goosebumps all over.
1: <laughs> I do. So good.
0: That is awesome. Schoolhouse Rock taught us how to multiply by threes and modify a verb, even how to create and pass legislation. And they did it three minutes at a time every Saturday. And 45 plus years later, we Gen Xers still know those songs as if we'd written them ourselves. And Carolyn and Michelle will be our proof. Are you guys ready for a test? Okay. Ready. Yeah. Is it open book? It's an open book <laughs> test. <laughs> I, I know you to, guys can do this. Kind of sharp my I tried to pencil. pull an
1: all-nighter for it, but you know, <laughs> I'm Gen X.
0: No no all-nighters here. Right? No, that wouldn't be prudent. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna name a song and you just blurt out any part of it that comes to mind. It doesn't matter. I'm just trying to see recall. We're just gonna okay. see if these things are, are burrowed into your brain. Are you ready? Okay. I think yeah. so. conjunction junction.
2: What's, What's your function? Your function. Looking up cars to yeah.
0: see how they function. <laughs> I'm just a bill.
1: I'm just sitting here on Capitol Hill.
0: Sitting here on Capitol Hill. (laughs) There's a lot of sitting. (laughs) Interjections. Mm
1: -hmm. Interjections excitement <laughs> and a buta da jazz hands. I know. All, I was trying to like hand it off to you. I was. trying don't you know you that one. You can't see my hands. I don't know that you one. You don't know interjections. Interjections? No. What's an interjection? Interjections? No, i kind of, <laughs> <action. laughs> I've got emotion. a video for la, la, la. you. La, la, la. It goes what? to like, Oh, <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah.
0: Interjection. <laughs> 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 Carolyn's like directing the choir right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Lolly, lolly, lolly. Get your adverbs here.
2: Lolly, 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 oh, get, lolly, get, your, get adverbs your adverbs here. here. That's like like. <laughs> <laughing> so frenetic. Lolly, get your adverbs here.
1: <laughs> yes, some yeah. adverbs are falling down off the shelves, yeah. and it's very. They're painting stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, a little anxiety producing because I'm like, what if I don't get my adverb? Because uh, someone might get it before me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to get an adverb. Three is a magic number. Um, what's the tune of it? Carolyn just did it. It's a magic number. Yes, it is.
1: Carolyn's sitting there because she doesn't want to sing.
0: Right, her but she's Caroline, like dancing. I don't know it. So, so we you know she's doing it. it in her head. Yes,
1: I am. And it, it's just so sweet. It's the I sweetest mean, it's thing ever. It, it makes oh my you God. cry.
0: Okay, you guys, A plus all around. A plus. Even though oh, you didn't get yeah. all them, you, you didn't even do
2: all my favorite. That's okay. I'll sing them later.
0: Yeah, you you have plenty of time to sing them later. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, and the beauty of this, okay, so clearly they're in your head, right? But the beauty of it is that we weren't just singing songs. We were processing useful information. We were actually learning without really realizing it.
1: This is so true. And let me tell you guys, one of the best things that ever happened to me was in eighth grade, Mrs. Hewitt, I think that was her name. So Mount Laurel Middle School friends, if you're listening, I believe that was our eighth grade history teacher's name. We had to memorize and recite to her the preamble to the Constitution. I believe she also qualified it with the fact that we could not sing it. Because as we know, <laughs> the preamble was one of Schoolhouse Rock's, Schoolhouse Rock's classic episodes. And I do still remember the words. And I'm hoping that you do too, ladies. Because I of thought, I do. why not try to give it a whirl here and see if we could sing it? Because that's the one I remember all mm-hmm. the way through.
0: I think we have to just acknowledge how, um, how. Oh, damn it! I can't think of words. How Im- not impervious? This is a menopause moment. We'll get it. Um, you could, she couldn't avoid it. The teacher actually had to say right. to her students, "You can't sing it," because everyone knew it.
2: Right, right. And none of us here. We all are in our fifties, and we can't remember words, or we can't remember words <laughs> on our phone. But all three of us can. But still God remember damn it! I know the preamble.
0: But That's I'm going right. to be able to sing this no problem but I can't right. figure out the word to describe it. Okay, are you guys ready? <laughs> are you guys ready? I'm getting my We're pitch ready. pipe we out. Okay. 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 We Here we go. Down. Okay. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility,
1: provide for the common defense,
0: promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish this Constitution. For the United States of America. For the United States, States of America. America.
1: Yeah. Well, it'll be what it is. <laughs> <We are. laughs>
0: Carolyn, you can sing just fine. Your family is mean. We're ready to go
1: pro. Oh, gosh. Your family I, is mean. You're sweet to say that. Thank you.
0: Uh, there's a there, One of them is called Ready or Not, Here I Come, which I never even knew that was the name of the song, but it's the one where they count by fives. 5, 10, <gasps> 15, 20, 25, 30, 50. Exactly. And when I was in first grade, that was the official school policy on how you got to turn on the swings. So if you wanted to oh. swing, you would go up to the swing where somebody was on the swing currently, and you would stand there and you'd go, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. And when you got to 100, the person had to get off the swing.
1: Oh. Well, how about that? Yes.
0: Shout out to Mill Street School in Orlando, California. And Mrs. Mm-hmm. Morgan, thank you for that little um that tool yes. on the on Can playground. we just say
1: coast to coast? I was in New Jersey reciting my preamble. You were across the country. And you were using On the using other that side of the nation. You know, get that was crazy. 15, 15,
2: yes. 30, 30, 30, 40.
1: Gotta yeah. love it. Brought us together.
2: What about you, Michelle? Well and and then even well even in the early 90s you guys I was using schoolhouse rock so I uh, my favorite schoolhouse rock episode is nouns, you know, well every person you can know and every place that you can go and anything that you can show you. So when I, I was fourth I could grade Carolyn dancing
0: right now when I fourth oh grade
2: in the early 90s I used that in my classroom. But we would just play fun little games like we would have to look around the classroom. So for instance they would might maybe say like well every person you can know like Mrs. Newman or Carlos and every place that you can go like the playground or the principal's office. And anything that you can show, like a chalkboard or a desk. You know, you guys get it, right? Yeah. But what's really fun is you guys, even as adults, it's a really fun game we can play.
1: I We love can still this play it so today. Much. Ready? Okay. Yes. So like okay. for something
2: like this. Well, every person you can know, like a therapist or a pharmacist. <laughs> and every place that you can go, like Target or the liquor store. <laughs> and anything that you can show, like age spots or a double chin or your boobs. <laughs> you know their nouns. You know <laughs> it's a great party game. Next it's time you total have someone over game. for dinner, just go around the table and everybody has to shout out their answers.
0: It's like it's like um, it could be a sobriety test. Like if you're sitting at the table and you've been there for a long time and you had a few drinks, you can be like, um, and every <laughs> person that you know, like a lamp and a laptop and a table. And uh, <laughs> right. like you yeah. just it's you have you to just test them.
1: Yeah. 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 But were that. you drunk oh. when you were singing right. that? Because you said every person <laughs> that you know, and then you said lamp. I can't do it. I can So do you it. failed the sobriety test. I already I'm failed sorry. the
0: sobriety test.
1: Bring, bring a little schoolhouse right. rack into,
0: into our um, lives today. Okay, so every with time you – since you told me that, I have shared that with my family, and we do it at dinner every night. It's like a contest. <laughs> it's like – and a fork, and a plate, and a napkin. Uh-huh. <laughs> because you have to think on your feet. Yeah, you have yes. to go fast.
2: Yeah, you could do it like that, yeah. You could do it super fast. Just look around you and find things. Because that's what I would teach my students. Yes. Anything you can touch is a noun. Mm -hmm. But don't come touch Mrs. Newman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm off
0: limits. (laughs) Okay, Mike has totally... Mike does... He started doing this the other day. He's making himself a salad for lunch, and he just blurts out with, Lunch, that's what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I can take this carrot and chop it. Lunch, that's what's happening. (laughs) husbands have to love us i know
1: it is true
2: though
0: you guys like you
2: can say any of these schoolhouse rock um you know, just you can say just the first part of it. When we started, when I started doing like research for this episode, I would just go conjunction, junction, what's your function? And my husband would just do that perfect voice and be like, hooking up words <laughs> and phrases and clauses. Like just as he's like walking by me, you know, like he wasn't even like part of the conversation.
0: <laughs> that I mean, that speaks to, well, it speaks to have the importance of having age mates, right? Having people around you that experience the same cultural references that you did. But also it speaks to that thing that Carolyn said were this was everywhere for every kid all across the nation. And we all know it by heart. We don't just remember it like, oh yeah, I think, was there like a little cartoon with conjunctions? No, he knows it and he knows the words.
2: But it also speaks to, so just as a test, I was um, watching some of them on, uh, sitting on the couch just with my AirPods in, but I looked over at my 19 year old and I just said, okay, I'm going to say something to you and just, just, let me know what this does. And I just went conjunct, conjunction, junction. And she's like looking down at her iPad and she just goes, What's your function? And she's 19. <gasps> yes, so she's awesome. got it too.
0: Yeah, that's from, And I'm going to pat ourselves on the back for that mm-hmm. one. Right. Well, yeah. that's from school. No, they said <laughs> yes. and, and my oh, they 25 year old
2: sings the whole preamble exactly like, well, a little better than we used to. <laughs> but that's how she knows the preamble still. She knows that exact tune. And so they watched them in, they watched them in school. Oh, in God, that makes that so 2000s. Happy.
1: Yeah, and Grace knows. Like, the, um, I mean, before well, we're in the hers, 2000s. and she's sixteen, and I was watching them with her, and she's like, "Oh yeah, shot her around the world," and she knew, and a lot of the science ones, which mm-hmm. came a little bit later for me, so I don't know as many of those. Well, that's well, very were, There was a whole
2: different, um, there was a whole different wave of Schoolhouse Rock in the nineties, so it, that's mm-hmm. where we missed
0: those. And even not even in the 90s, those. but did you hear my you, Minnesota accent. Oh, knocking? good for you. Those. You're a doctor. Not even a native. <laughs> it doesn't take those. much though. No. Um, yeah, so I found it's interesting to see which ones people call up as favorites and which ones they're most familiar with. And what I did not know is that these went in seasons. So like the first season was um, multiplication mm-hmm. rock, and the next season was
1: Grammar Rock.
0: Grammar That's Rock. One of my favorite <laughs> the next ones. one is history rock. Mm-hmm. And so history rock are the ones that I know the best. And that's mm-hmm. like 1975, 76. Same. So I would yep. have been right. seven and eight. Science rock didn't come around until 1979. So I know interplanet Janet and I know electricity, electricity, but I don't know many of the others. And that's probably because I was aging out. I maybe oh, was watching, watching cartoons. I was watching anymore, cartoons in 1979. Mm-hmm. You were at the Mm -hmm. mall. I was on my way to the mall. I was getting there. I was feathering my hair, and I was going to the Mm -hmm. mall. That's right. You had lip gloss to apply, (laughs) Kristen. For sure. For sure. Going to the Snyder's to get some lip gloss. Okay, so Carolyn, um, you're our investigative reporter on the Schoolhouse Rock beat. So tell us, where did this all come from?
1: You know, it's a great story. And I thought I would try to make it a little jingle and sing it to you, but then, as you know from my (laughs) abilities to sing, that was not going to happen. So I will... Um, tell you that one summer in the early 70s, David McCall, who owned a New York advertising agency, was on a vacation at a dude ranch in Wyoming, as we do. And he noticed his son was just, could not be getting, was not getting his multiplication tables. Couldn't figure them out, couldn't memorize them, yada, yada. Yet the same son knew all the lyrics to Rolling Stone songs. And David thought, aha, light bulb moment. What if I could somehow figure out a way to combine these songs and sounds of the 70s with uh, concepts that kids need to learn in school? Went back to New York after vacation and presented the idea to his team at the ad agency. They thought, hey, I think you're onto something. So they tapped a successful jazz pianist and composer named Bob – what's his name, guys? Duro! Duro! Yes, Bob Duro. And he took the challenge on. He studied his daughter's math textbooks for a while, and then he wrote a little ditty that he presented to them. It was called three is a magic number. Aww. Guess what? They loved it. This is something they thought. So they said, let's take it to ABC. At the time, Michael Eisner was the VP of Children's Programming at ABC. Oh, that's ABC. interesting. Yeah, we know where sure. he went. Yeah. So he also blown away. We're onto something. So he brought in a famous at the time um, animator who was named as Chuck Jones. Chuck was known for iconic cartoon images like Wile E. Coyote, Road uh-huh. Pepe Le Pew. And also, he wrote, produced, and directed How the Grinch Stole Christmas. No So way. we're kind of feeling like this is maybe going to go somewhere. Oh, my God. So we get together. Bob is tapped to write a few more songs. And then, guess what happened? On January 6th, 1973, four episodes of Schoolhouse Rock debuted, yes, on our Saturday morning televisions. Bob wrote and saying all of those songs, and I'm sure as we go on in today's episode, we'll learn more about how wonderful Bob Duro is.
0: You got it, man. <laughs> you got Bob it, Duro. You got what a Duro. it. Oh, did I say it wrong at
1: the end? No, no, you oh. did it. Oh, you okay. did I, it.
0: So the first only, ones, this is what I didn't Bob know: from now on. is that all of the first ones were the math ones. I didn't realize mm-hmm. they yes. weren't all mixed up. And so the fir- so the very first Schoolhouse Rock episode is Three is a Magic Number." Correct. Isn't it funny they didn't start with one? But it could be the three is a magic number is also one of the indelible, most indelible ones.
1: I think so. Um,
0: okay, so I know I know the impact that it had on me. I know the impact that it had on my household. Um, but what was the overarching response? Like the national response mm-hmm. was this a success? How did how did people respond? well
2: i think that um i'll tell you Kristen, um <laughs> i think the fact that i think the fact that you can walk up to basically anyone from age 60 to i don't know 16 and sing like we talked about conjunction junction and they'll reply what what's will they your reply?
1: function that's right
2: mm-hmm. um i think that answers that i mean i think the impact of schoolhouse rock is immeasurable um the fact that we all learn so much about math and history, and science, and we've retained a lot of that knowledge today That's from crazy. those Schoolhouse Rock episodes, speaks volumes. Yeah. I mean, look at us. We all still know the preamble to the Constitution, <laughs> and of course, we can only sing it, right. but still. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and I think that like, just another uh, positive impact um, of Schoolhouse Rock was how it celebrated diversity and um, it was really a pioneer in recognizing cultural diversity in the 1970s because it featured Asian, Latino, African-American characters, not just in the background, but in the spotlight. And the stars, really they deal. were the stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah. I don't know that you ever had a full white cast on the screen ever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was ever all white people. Well, except no, maybe in that the shot around the world. <laughs> Well, yeah.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> I think that was really intentional, too.
0: Oh, um, absolutely. And
2: we can't ignore the fact, like, the impact today, too, just in pop culture. Because, I mean, poor little Bill, he's a pop culture staple. Think about it. He's been parodied yeah. parodied by The Simpsons, SNL, Jimmy Kimmel. Um, he's been referenced by real-life oh lawmakers. God. There's memes of him everywhere. Yeah. Um. So it's a big staple in, in our pop culture um, today.
0: Yeah. And then yeah. as
2: far as success, just... Just commercial success. Um, A few little facts. Multiplication Rock, which was the first album, was nominated for a Grammy. And the show has been nominated for eight daytime Emmys and has won four. It won for like short, like educational children's programming, won daytime Emmys in 1976, 78, 79, and 80. Um, It's been revived twice for television, um, was acquired by Disney in 1996. And it's even twice been staged as a musical called Schoolhouse Rock Live, which is super fun. A lot of children's theaters do it around the country still. Um, And Um, That makes me
0: so happy. The Emmys in particular make me really happy. Yeah. Anyway, but like I said,
2: I think its true success Mm -hmm. is measured just by how its legacy lives on and how much we all remember it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Schoolhouse Rock burrowed into our hearts and our psyches with these infectious melodies and very catchy, but genius lyrics that didn't just educate us. They took up permanent residence in our brains. They permeated our brains so that 45 years later, you don't just know them. You have feelings. You have feelings about adverbs. Mm -hmm. You have feelings Mm -hmm. about the number three. It was more than entertaining. You know, do you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, do you have feelings about certain images or, or little passages?
2: For sure. Like think about poor Bill. Like I'm so sad for Bill until he's a law, and then I'm so happy for Bill because <laughs> yes. he's so happy. But think how sad he is when he's just a bill. Oh, it's he's so dead. sad. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. But one day, yeah, and he's got all those steps to climb. Yes, <laughs> so many. But if you think of Bill, don't you guys always picture him just sort of sitting slumped on Capitol Hill? Yeah, he's Hill? a curve. He's, waiting. he's in a seat. He's just curve. waiting for
1: that vote. Yeah, waiting and, yes. waiting. and yeah. the melancholy. And I feel I, I felt like Bill before. I have felt like Bill. <laughs> oh, but, then, but, but, then that's that's okay. but that's true. Think about it. Life, yes. Yeah. But you just that keep going. Life. And you, you just keep on
0: going, and you know, because someday you're gonna be a law. law. That's right. I had I had trouble with abstract concepts when I was little, and so I didn't necessarily. I wasn't able to translate bill into um, being a law. I thought Bill was—the personification of a Bill was really tough for me, so I really saw Bill as a person shaped like a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But still, the feelings were there, and I knew that a law was passed. I just couldn't—I just couldn't connect Bill with the people who wanted to get a stop sign at the railroad crossing, but I knew (laughs) a law was passed at the end, so I was excited about that.
2: But I also think um, they were genius in the images and the illustrations they chose, because— I can remember as a teacher teaching this concept, but even as an adult, when I think of conjunctions and what's a conjunction, I picture those train cars connecting words and phrases and clauses. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. you picture that whole concept of connecting words with the with the the train cars. And if you if you can actually picture that episode and you see the the train cars are yeah. kind of all going and crisscrossing ways, and then they meet up, and then they give you the examples of you know the big like the the big train car within the little conjunctions the smaller one connecting them so i think it it wasn't just the lyrics the illustrators and the um you know the people that created the cartoons the visuals just and what they you. chose yeah. yeah
1: and each and the, episode went through um once they did all the images music it went to the bank street of Oh, Bank Street, Street School of School Education, of education yeah. yes. And they kind of did the final checkoff, mm-hmm. like, yes, this works, this mm-hmm. falls um, under the parameters so of what you know would be helpful. you know this is accurate right.
0: information. It wasn't just right. coming from a rando. Um, right. And that little engineer, that little engineer, I just wanted <laughs> to give him a hug.
2: I love that little guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what about the – what about – did you guys um, – I always got a real melancholy feeling on figure eight. Oh, God, figure eight. It felt like it, oh, felt yes. like it oh. was so different than all the other ones. Yeah. Figure eight like, gave me almost – you know how in the, our um, sad songs or I'm not crying, you're crying episode where we talked about there's certain songs from the 70s that give us a lump in our throat and we kind of can't explain why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Figure eight gives me that lump
0: in my For throat. For sure. And yes. it starts out with, first of all, that voice haunts me. That is Mm -hmm. one of my most memorable voices from, from Schoolhouse Rock. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about her later on because she has taken up residence in my, in my brain and in my heart. But the, the video opens with, and you don't, maybe don't even perceive this when you're a little kid, but it is having an impact on you. There's a seesaw that's all covered with snow. And that whole image is a very melancholy image. Mm -hmm. And then there's just the sound of the song itself is very mournful, but the, The saddest part for me is the very end when turn it on its side and it's a sign for infinity. infinity. That little voice. And I swear to God, a tear could run down my face just thinking about the number eight turning on its side and becoming a symbol for infinity. Why is 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 that sad? I
2: don't know. But it is. It's that that music. It's just. Isn't it weird that that, is that the only one that's. Like that. Think about it. I think They're so. All so upbeat and jazz. I mean, yeah. some of them were like, like Carolyn told us, were actual jazz musicians,
0: but that's that one is so different. It is so different. It's the only one that has a truly melancholy feel throughout. What do you think it is about the number eight that made him go that direction? Why is eight <laughs> so sad? I don't know, but it was sad. you
1: skate, you would be great if you could make. I think it ain't. That's a circle
2: that turns round upon itself Place it on its side And it's a symbol meaning infinity We should tell everybody that um, you can because I, I just said that Disney acquired um, Schoolhouse Rock in 1996 but hey everyone you can watch Every Schoolhouse Rock episode right now if you have Disney Plus. Yes, so you can. That's just a great tip. That's how yes. we've been reliving all these memories the past week or so. If you need
0: a good cry. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's so fun. It's so fun. It and they're really three minutes is. long, so it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome.
0: Okay, another one. Of course, there's three is a magic number man and a woman had a little baby okay this is a writer her name is jen chaney and she wrote in vulture this is about three is a magic number it's a life-affirming prayer of a tune something you croon softly to your firstborn child
2: a man and a woman had a little baby yes they did they had three in the family
1: that's a magic
0: and do you remember the image
1: of the family running in the yes, park? And the, and they're just twenty hands. I mean, it was very oh hairy chapin to me. Totally. Like, you know, you've got that, yes. that vibe to yes. it. So, oh, yes.
0: Okay, so then, suffering till suffrage. suffrage. That is my jam. That is my jam. <laughs> that
1: would be Kristen's jam.
2: Would be, <laughs> I can see Kristen in that outfit.
0: <laughs> I want that outfit. I want that superhero lady outfit. And when I was little and I watched it, I swear I had to stand up. To, to take it all in, right? Because I just felt like we were going to kick some ass about <laughs> women voting. And they would show these pictures of like these old white guys smoking cigars. And those mm-hmm. are the guys who didn't want you to vote. And it just <laughs> made me so mad. A little then, feminist. Yes, yeah, I like, totally was. But it was like this. It was this little piece of music mm-hmm. that was calling for collective action for the common good. And I felt that and I just and even now it'll give me goosebumps. It's the same thing with shot heard around the world, even though there's tons of things that you could say about how we were taught things about the Revolutionary War. But still, that was a call for collective action for the common good. And they even managed to get they knew that that women weren't figured prominently in the in the Revolutionary War, but they tried to make sure that women were figured prominently in their video and so yes mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you your powder I'm gonna give you your gun go off to General Washington <laughs> <laughs> and I Is get that how feels. you always say
2: General Washington General
0: Washington, Washington. isn't that how you say it <laughs> <laughs> right. But there I mean, I could I could do a whole episode just on suffer until suffrage
2: because you're such the target audience, too, because I can remember that one, too. And that one being a really cool one to watch. Yeah. But I love how you said it made you stand up Mm -hmm. and it made you like like that was so what, what. the way that they created that with those old black and white photos and then yeah. that mm-hmm. that really cool girl, she wasn't like a little girl, she was almost like a preteen. And she totally. had kind of the cool, the cool like superhero outfit on, but she was so bright against the black yes. and white images. Yes. And yes, that's a, what they intended to do with that, they did a hundred percent with you, Kristen. Think about it. it like worked. I mean, it you totally stole out of your beanbag and yeah. <laughs> you, You threw those, probably dumped
1: those those, apple jacks on the floor. floor. I did.
0: (laughs) I did. Let's kick some ass. Totally. And did you even know, like when you were that age, did you know that women couldn't vote at a certain point in our history?
2: I mean, no, probably not. No, I I I, did. When we were watching it, it would have been way too young for us to have been taught that in school.
0: Right. So this was. We didn't have
2: like history lessons around the dinner table. So, no.
0: So, Schoolhouse Rock would have been the Mm -hmm. first person, Mm -hmm. I'm putting person in quotations, to actually. Be like, hey, you guys, guess what? Women Uh could not always vote. And you're like, what? Great. So thank you, Schoolhouse Rock. Okay, so the point being that we have these things stuck in our head. And it might be because of the music. The music, of course, well, music in general is a mnemonic device, of course, so that helps us learn But these songs weren't just memorized, they were also beloved. And that is to the credit of the musical director that Carolyn talked about, Bob Duro, who was a successful jazz pianist. And he was able to call on all these connections that he had from 50 years in in the business, from people all over the world, to help him on this little project. Um, And so one thing that you'll find people saying about the music for um, Schoolhouse Rock is that it was deceptively intricate. It was funky. It was lyrically brilliant, and it was super eclectic. There were jazz songs, blues, gospel, jazz, funk, jazz, soul. It came from all over the place, and all of this comes from Bob's respect, Bob Duro's respect for the audience. He was not going to dumb it down for these kids. And of course, when I think about dumbing it down for the kids, I think of Barney, right? Like, Oh I God, love you, <laughs> you love me, and or these, like, yeah, these songs were brilliant. And we know them to this day and we love them to this day. And they stand on their own. Like I would listen to these songs on their own, kind of like, like Hamilton for people who don't give a shit about the treasury department, right? You're still going to listen to Hamilton because the songs are so good. And guess what? You're also going to learn some stuff about the treasury department. Um, So there's one person in particular that I want to talk about, because for me, this is the most memorable voice out of all of them. Um, And her name was Blossom Deary. And the first time that. that I, isn't that the most beautiful name you've ever heard? The first time I heard Blossom Deary's name was when my friend Martha told me that her dad had gotten two new kitties. And he had named the kitties Blossom and Deary.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Isn't that adorable? And I'm like, oh, those are cute. That's two very cute names. And she's like, no, no, no. It's named after Blossom Deary, the jazz singer. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. She said, you know, from Schoolhouse Rock. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. So we go home and we listen to Bob Floaton's Blossom Deary records. And you guys, the voice. I heard that voice and it just, it was, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I knew that voice so well. And it's the voice from figure eight. And it's oh. the voice from unpack your adjectives. And it's this very light, delicate, girlish voice. She's on Mother Mother Necessity as well. That when you hear it, it makes you feel something. Mm-hmm. So, it, Blossom Deary is not just something to know. Blossom Deary is something for you to go to Spotify right now, put in Blossom Deary, and listen to all of her back catalog. This is music you, you can listen to at dinner time, you can listen to when you're relaxing on a Saturday afternoon. She is precious. I love her so much. I will.
2: We could play it at the dinner party where we're playing the noun game. Yes, totally. <laughs> and a laptop and go, a chair and a mic.
1: <laughs> well, um, I don't know if you saw this, but my little hero from all this is also a female. And that's um, – and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce her last name correctly, but Lynn a- Aarons oh, I Oh, Lynn Aarons, a- yes. Yes. So she – is like the Peggy Olson of the 70s. She was a secretary at this ad agency, brought her guitar in at lunchtime and would be strumming away. And they heard her and thought, oh, let's use her. She wrote the preamble and it's been, um, and sings it. And it, that song has been compared to like the Carpenter kind of sound. They called uh. it carpenter-esque sounding okay but i love yeah. her story it's, of um you know like peggy like she came in uh-huh. as a secretary but yeah. she had higher aspirations and she wrote a bunch of of them as well so women had a she
0: was probably probably one of the most prolific writers right? and performers don't you think i think so yeah and the just, secretary who became the, the singer songwriter
1: that's right and she went on to do broadway stuff as well and um all of that so but Got her start there at um, Schoolhouse Rock.
0: There was another woman. Her name is Esra Mohawk, and she was from Frank Zappa's Mothers of Invention. That's where they plucked her from. Wow. And then the guy who does Conjunction Junction, I want you to do that again, Michelle.
2: <clears throat> Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I <some> vocal warm-ups. <laughs> Conjunction Junction, what's your function? Hooking up words and phrases <laughs> and clauses. I can't do it. I can't do it right. Oh, It was pretty okay. interesting. So no that guy... Voice is so, like, It's so, yeah. It's so, yeah. It's so like hooking up words and phrases. It's like so distinct.
0: It's stylized. It's very stylized. That guy's name was Jack Sheldon, and he was the trumpeter for the Merv Griffin show. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that great? Merv Griffin. And then you have another guy, Grady Tate, who was hugely, hugely respected in the jazz world, and he worked with. Everybody. He worked with Aretha Franklin and Stan Getz and Ella Fitzgerald. He was actually one of the performers on The Wiz, but he's uncredited, which I think is so sad. But um, he did I Got Six. I Got Naughty Number... Oh, sorry. He did (laughs) I Got... (laughs) I Got Naughty the other night. He he did a bunch of them anyway. But these people were big time, is my point. They were accomplished people. Uh And somehow Bob Duro was able to be like, Hey, can you help me with this little project I got going on? Okay, so could you could uh-huh. you name a favorite your desert island pick? You can you're on the desert island. You can watch one over and over again. What's it going to be? Uh, so for me, mine
2: is as much as I love nouns. The one I want to watch over and over again is the Great American Melting Pot, and I just that like kind of going back to when we were talking about images that stick with you. All those little kids jumping in that big saucepan <laughs> is something that has stuck with me, and I love. I love everything about that um, that episode. And I just love the hook. The lovely Lady Liberty oh, with her book of recipes. recipes and the greatest one she's got. Everybody. The Great American, American, American Melting Pot. 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 The Great, the great American I love it so much. And I love how the Lady Liberty, she takes her book and she's flipping through and all the... And and then the recipe shows up for America and it's all the nationalities. And I just... I. I waited for that one on Saturday mornings, and I'd, I can remember getting very excited when that one would come on. I loved um, Bill, like when that one would come on, mm-hmm. but American Melting Pot, there was something about all those little children jumping in yeah. that saucepan together that was probably a little bit troubling, with <laughs> <to play, laughs> you right, but that's an image that's in my head that it was almost like a big swimming pool, yeah. Yeah. but it was a pot. I was like on
0: the, the lovely Lady Liberty part really mm-hmm. got me.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's my pick. That's the one that
0: I would watch over and over again. What about you guys? What's your favorite, Carolyn? If you had to pick just one for your desert island?
1: Yeah. Well, this is interesting because I might have picked something different a couple weeks ago. I gave this a lot of thought. I want everyone to know I have Mm -hmm. a lot of um, I have good reasoning for this. I actually picked figure eight. (gasps) You did? Yes. And I picked figure eight. One is it kind of makes me a little sad, but it just it's it's soothing to me. It's kind of like a exhale. Mm-hmm. And I figured if I was on a desert island, I might be kind of worked up that I was, like, not being <laughs> saved and all that. And so this would help me, like, talk me off the cliff. So I liked that. And also I might be really hot on this desert island and, like, just sweating and everything. <laughs> so these images of the snow and the ice skating would mm-hmm. maybe cool me off. So I thought it was – And it, you got it, Blossom Deary with you on the, yes, on the desert island. So it accomplished mm-hmm. a lot in one song. I yeah. could get a lot of my needs met with figure eight.
0: My desert island favorite—this is hard because, of course, I'm standing up for suffrage until suffrage and stuff like that. But True. if I'm truly honest, my favorite when I was a kid was "Lolly, Lolly, Lolly." Get your adverbs here. I loved Lolly Senior and Lolly Junior yep. and the little guy. I loved them so much. And this kind of speaks a little bit to um, what you were saying, Michelle. Is uh, you waited on Saturday morning, you were wait—you did mm-hmm. not know which one it was going to be. And you're like, please let it be lolly, please let it be lolly. Mm-hmm. And when it was lolly, it was like you'd won the freaking lottery. Yeah. And this you is know, my... And on
2: the uh, the flip side, you'd be like, oh man, it's like that stupid shot heard around the world. That's <laughs> Food, you know, like the ones that were almost too
0: educational. Yeah. I'd be like, well, that's it. I'm going to get more fruit. Right. I need more <laughs> apple know? jacks. Where's yeah. my king vitamin? Um. So <sighs> this is my this is my soapbox, and I and I say it in practically every episode, that anticipation and that winning of the lottery was part of my happiness. And so when you have, when you have streaming services that provide everything you want, anytime you want, there's no anticipation and there's no hoping. And then there's no winning the lottery. You never win the lottery. It's like the, it's, it is the stereotype of how money doesn't bring happiness. If you have everything, you know, it's like the little rich girl who really does get a pony. And then she's like, I like guess a pony it doesn't replace my parents' love, right? It's right. you need something to look forward, forward to. to. If you have everything, mm-hmm. there's nothing to look forward to. Screw yes. you, modern day. Um, okay, so Lolly is my favorite. Lolly is my favorite. Okay, so here's a question, and I think we've sort of answered this throughout our conversation, but um, does it hold up today, not just from an entertainment standpoint, but would you use it in your classroom today?
1: You know, I would use. Almost all, I think many of them do, but there it was one that I would not, and I think it should probably be just totally tossed. And um, and that's elbow room. Yes, you guys- elbow
0: room, elbow I don't room. That. What's that one? It's, it's about kind of the westward, westward expansion.
1: Expansion, oh. and um, yeah, it really um paints that in a not way that we would paint it today, and talks about manifest destiny and things that we don't really agree with, today, or a lot of people don't agree with. I guess I shouldn't loop they everybody make, into They make this. zero
0: mention of the people who are forcibly displaced mm. in order right, right, for right. all the white people to come mm-hmm. and stake their claim in the land that belonged to somebody else.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And they, it was like, you know, manifest destiny. If you look into that, that was mm-hmm. like a, a belief that God had sent us. You know, it was like the Euro-Americans destiny. Isn't that destiny. handy? That's
2: very well, handy. Well, and the King's I mean, one it, is I'm sort of like that, that. too, <laughs> if you think about it. The King... The king Which one... one? Oh no! Um, more, yes, it we did no, that the other one. right? Yes, because that's yeah. also one that when I was rewatching at the beginning, when it shows them coming over, and it just shows like very caricatured like Native Americans. Very, you know, oh, they do um, very quickly. Oh, I didn't they stand up that. and then they go down. Like they took the land away from them, and it's very quick. So I feel like in oh. that one too, yeah. If I was teaching, but of course, you guys in the seventies, that that those were the lessons we were taught.
0: Those were the yeah. lessons yeah. we were if taught. Right. Teaching, Absolutely, there's so
2: much more to the story. Yeah. That that we would teach. Did anyone ever
0: um, tell you that people were displaced forcibly right. from their land? Right. Nobody said a word. Nobody said a word. Um, and I think, too, I think that they hold... I mean, the fact that my
2: girls watched them in school in the um, you know early 2000s mm-hmm. um, and that they still remember them is encouraging. Mm-hmm. However... I would wonder, one of the things I, I love so much about rewatching them is it's also, it's the colors and the kind of groovy illustrations and the kids are, so I think that it's a little dated for kids today, so I don't know if it would hold their attention or if they would just use it as a time to like zone out and take a three-minute That's an nap. interesting question. I don't um, know. Because things now are so different and they're so fast-paced and they're, it's, it's it's almost like, you know, when we've talked about this before in the podcast, like as parents, we try to get our kids like, oh, you should watch this movie we loved yeah. in the 80s. Or, oh, my God, this was my favorite song. You should listen to it. And our kids are like, yeah, no thanks. And like, it doesn't they don't go fast want, enough. Or even yeah. books. Like, you know, yeah. Carolyn, I remember you saying you couldn't mm-hmm. wait for your daughter to mm-hmm. read Margaret. Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. And didn't really want to, but yet if someone else offers it to her. So I feel like as a teacher, if you're saying you should watch all these old cartoons. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, mm, no thanks, because they are a little bit
0: mm-hmm. retro. Little they bit might dated. have a they might have a tinge of something from another mm-hmm. era, which sometimes that can be that can work and if they w- if they recognize it as such. But I think a
2: lot of the lyrics and everything, like if you think about especially multiplication rock, um, you know who's to say they couldn't use all those same lyrics? I mean, some deal could be struck somewhere where they could just update the the cartoon part of it or mm-hmm. whatever and keep the same song and see how kids respond.
0: To that That would be an you know, interesting experience. I don't current. want that to happen because I think well, that no, would no, be a travesty. No, but I do not think it would be us, interesting.
2: But, but for kids today, yeah. just because if
1: if if they're still
2: trying to, you know, I really want them to learn how to multiply by. I think well, one thing. I'm, I'm sorry,
0: Carolyn. Go ahead. No, I was
1: just going to say I did read that there is a rapper. Um, gentleman, I don't remember his name. Who a rapper has, gentleman? A rapper gentleman. I like. Gentleman. I, like I want to meet so this rapper proper. gentleman. Yeah, the rapper gentleman who. <laughs> We're um, such moms. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who did he? Honey, who's your rapper? Who's your nice rapper gentleman? Tell me who your are. You
1: bringing your is. rapper gentleman over for dinner tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was (laughs) struggling for the right noun to name Uh, my rapper friend. uh, Well, let's play the the game, Carolyn.
2: Anyone that you can know. Like a rapper or a gentleman.
1: (laughs) Anyway, he did that. He did multiplication tables. He he has a whole business now, and he kind of – what do I want to say? Attributes it to Schoolhouse Rock oh, in terms awesome. of the interest, but he's done it in much more of a rap fashion, and it's been very successful. It's not the same lyrics; he's written mm-hmm. yeah. his own lyrics. But, oh, so um, it's an,
0: he was inspired by it and created yes, something. Inspired
1: new. By, yes, inspired by. Yes, okay, um, that kind of thing. So there I, is that element.
0: I think that has to happen. I mean,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. Kristen, like you said, oh, I don't like to think of it happening, but you guys, it has to. I mean, if there's if there's people today, like. This rapper gentleman who, <laughs> who is taking the idea of Schoolhouse Rock and 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 making it more current for kids, then I'm all for it. Yeah, you know? absolutely,
0: absolutely. Well, and the place where they do win is, like you said, Michelle, representation. I have um I have a friend, Kristen, who um, is an educator. She. Um, used to be married to my brother, so we had the exact same name for a number of years, and she would give me her employee discount card for Dayton so I could get a discount. That was very handy. Um, But I digress. (laughs) She is an educator, and um, she said that she works so hard to make sure that – The kids in her classes are represented in everything that she presents, whether it's Mm -hmm. books or videos or the pictures that she shows. She teaches four and five-year-olds. So she's teaching them basic things like how to get ready to go outside, how to brush your teeth. Mm -hmm. And she has to do things like Google African-American child putting on snow boots, and it's hard to find. Asian child brushing teeth, Mm -hmm. very hard to find. And so what she appreciates is that this is, you know, 50 years ago, they were making sure that. All the kids were represented in these videos. And even women, when you think about it, they had to work hard to make sure that women were represented in some of those. Like we talked about Mother, mother Necessity. Every single one of those inventors is a white guy. So they could have worked a little harder on finding some different inventors. But you knew that they must have been in a pickle because they're like, you guys, it's all men. What are we going to do? I know. Let's attribute all of these inventions to the inventor's mother mother necessity where would be where would we be without the mothers that one Mm -hmm. and even in the shot heard around the world they show molly pitcher they didn't have to put molly pitcher in there they must have been like god this is all dudes and this is the era of free to be you and me and marlo thomas is going to kick our ass if we don't do something here (laughs) to make sure that the women and their contribution is shown somehow so they have the moms Give, giving them their musket, give them their gun. Report to General Washington. Molly Pitcher putting the I would I don't know the terminology for what you put in the cannon. <laughs> you poke something yeah. in a cannon. Yeah. What is that? I don't, I don't
2: know. know. It's like, powder so, yeah. did, like powder. so they we did gunpowder.
0: So they did work hard to make the representation. <laughs> they
2: could have taught us that.
0: Yeah. Right? What was going in that? Gun? What goes in the cannon? It's what like gunpowder. Um. Okay, hold on. I've lost my place. Oh. All right. Okay. So this episode definitely de- deserves a greatest hits playlist or a favorites playlist, like our personal favorites playlist. There are lots of Schoolhouse Rock songs. There are so many songs, more than we even know, but we have ones that are our favorites. So I think we need to make our own personalized Pop Culture Preservation Society playlist. And we're going to do it right now on okay. the spot, on the spot. Um, I, there are a lot, if you look out on the interwebs, you'll find Schoolhouse Rock songs ranked everywhere. This is like an activity for people, again, because it's stuck in their brain. And everybody has a different opinion. But I love this. And the New York Times, this is how they ranked them. They said, this just says so much. The songs were weighted for cleverness, pedagogical utility, and the degree to which they've taken up permanent residence in our brains for over 40 years. That's right, how that's they how rank ranked these songs, no, right? No, just kidding. I know. No, really? pedagogical no. utility <laughs> i'm gonna use i've got to use pedagogical utility a lot more in my regular uh-huh. life okay so <laughs> these doesn't? are the must-haves you would have this might uh-huh. be your desert island playlist just like we have our one we can watch and we have a playlist we can listen to we're not going to rank them because that's impossible and we change our mind tomorrow but i think we do need to come up with a strong opener so we have our schoolhouse rock hold on i need a pen we have our schoolhouse rock playlist what is the first song what opens it up is it the most popular one the one that is most well known
2: Hmm. my vote is for it to open it with a preamble
0: oh actually that's a really great idea
2: you know because like the word preamble sort of um
1: makes me think that it would be like the opener oh yeah it's the beginning of the beginning i chose um three is a magic number um Because it really was the first one. It's the pilot. It it, is. It's the pilot. Um, And it Mm -hmm. was the first one that Mm -hmm. he even Mm -hmm. wrote when they said, go write a song about Mm. a multiplication. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, Um, I like that one. And it just incorporates a lot of that, just the 70s feel and just it's happy.
0: Man and a woman had a little baby. And they talk
1: about like faith, hope, and charity. Charity. Yeah,
0: Yeah, we're not good singers. Okay, the other two that I think always compete for number one are Conjunction Junction and I'm Just a Bill. My brother said every time I ask people what their favorite is, it's usually Conjunction Junction or I'm Just a Bill. My husband said I'm Just a Bill, Um, and I think I would say
2: Conjunction Junction is the most well known. Okay,
0: that's the one that for
2: sure. I like I said earlier. Like I don't know if there's anyone that's like sixty down to twenty that. Wouldn't know how to respond when you went right, and if you sang it, if you just walked up and said conjunction junction, what's that? Maybe not, but if you said conjunction junction, (laughs) they're gonna go, what's your function? Totally, yes. So I feel like that's the most well known, but I like Carolyn's idea of three as the opener for our because that's the
0: pilot. Uh Okay, so then conjunction junction that would be like if you're on E harmony or something, that would be a good test. Like on your Mm -hmm, first date, you just go conjunction junction, yeah, and see what they say. Yeah. If you yeah. wanted to and take it yeah, a little bit done. further, you could also do, that's called taxation without representation, <laughs> and see if they go, and that's not fair. See, you got the winner. You, you I did. So you guys, right. I won. I totally <laughs> yeah, won. Let's right. go, should we go
2: round robin and just start saying things that should be on the plate? Okay, I'm
0: putting, so this is what I have so far. The preamble, three is a magic number, conjunction, junction. I'm putting I'm just a bill right after that because they're okay. kind of tied. Yeah, then let's do round robin. Carolyn, what comes next?
1: Um, I'm going with Lolly. Yeah,
0: yes, lolly, mm-hmm. lolly, lolly, lolly. Get your adverbs yes. here. Can I just tell you, okay, before we move on, I have to tell you, I had a lolly moment um, the other day. It, it had been a rough day. It had been a bad day. And I was driving through a little shopping district, and they had flags waving. And on the flags, I had all the stores in the shopping district. And and then at the top, there was a headline that said, live local. And I lost it. I'm <gasps> screaming out my windshield. <laughs> Like, you're modifying a verb. You're modifying a verb. It's got to be live locally. You can't live local. You can't live local. I Uh was so – I just couldn't take any more. I was
1: like, have you not watched TV? That's right. That's why I love you. I mean, let's all confess, like, we're three teachers. Right. Nothing turns me off more than poor grammar. And, I mean, ask my family, my poor (laughs) kids. I think they've lost friends because they correct their friends. The fact Uh that Maggie's kept her boyfriend for as long as she has – is a miracle because she's constantly correcting him. and man the oh adverbs that is the, the adverbs people. gosh darn yes. it people
2: do you remember it's like it's when they people use real instead of really all the time too
0: how do like, they do that
2: real good oh rah. yeah i you don't know. like that
1: don't I'm do not that not even um, friends with those
2: people i correct my family on their texts that where it's autocorrected them and they get so they
0: send me real angry emojis back oh i've given up on that cuz we don't even get punctuation in this house um, uh, do you remember when Apple had their big campaign was? And I'm I'm gonna spit. Their campaign was "Think Different." No, oh, you guys! I would scream at the billboard. Oh, terrible. I wanted to call and say, "Listen, you guys, I can't think different. I can think differently." Or that's if you right. want to make if you want to make it conceptual, you can put quotation marks around "think about diff, around different. "different," like "think different." Quotation marks, but you can't think different. You can think different if you're a dumbass, but you have to think (laughs) differently. Yeah, that was my lolly moment. I'm sorry. One thing that
2: pisses me off. We're going to totally cut this, and I (laughs) I just want to tell you guys this. But um, um, when I was researching the Schoolhouse Rock live, Mm -hmm. I watched a little bit of one, and this made me so mad because in my mind I was like, whoever choreographed this and the director obviously hasn't watched Schoolhouse Rock because the whole choreography to lolly lolly lolly. What do you think they were holding? (gasps) <gasps> giant lollipops. What? No, 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 no! It's no, not no. lollipops. No. no, lolly, lolly, lolly has nothing to do with lollipops. No, it's lolly. Sr. And, and lolly junior. And lolly. Yes. yes, father, yes. son, it's and, father, and, son lolly. and lolly. Get dun, dun, dun. your verbs here. Father, son, and, and, and lolly. then, and then he'll go. I'm lolly Sr. at our. Yes, and then, I'm and lolly I'm junior. Lo- yes, I know. I'm all, and I'm. And they're dancing lolly lolly with giant lollipops. No, no. And I, when I saw that, I was like, my mind just went. How was that? So I just I went to another one. That's good
0: for you. I went to another one. Anyway,
2: okay. Whoa, so c- cut that. I just wanted you guys to know that. Thank you.
0: Okay. Um, okay. So Michelle we shall um, okay, so,
2: yeah. So I'm gonna put figure eight on the figure
0: list. Figure eight is figure four. Okay. I'm gonna put. I'm okay. We have figure eight. We have to have suffer until suffer. No, I can't put that after figure eight because it has to be something that is that is lighter than that.
2: Could we do um. Um hey hey, could we do um where was my list? Um I got interjections. Um how about no. Well every person you can know yes. like a bandit okay. or an engineer. So the next and one every is now that you can go like a state or a home. <laughs> can't Her stop. little voice is so cute because, like when stop. she says it, well when they're like, you know, and anything that you can show, she'll just go like animals and plants or train. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that reminds me. I love it, me. you guys. I
0: love it so much. I'm gonna put what? unpack your adjectives after that one because of you mentioned the voice. Unpack your adjectives. It's the same uh-huh. thing. It's that little girl uh-huh. voice, right? And then I'm gonna put interjections uh-huh. because Carolyn mentioned that one. Interjections. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And after that, I'm putting i this is this is I'm going flow. This is my flow, right? This is my mixed master uh-huh. mommy flow. Yeah. Suffering until suffrage. And I'm gonna stand up.
2: Carolyn, what's her name? DJ, what? Oh, oh yeah.
0: DJ, DJ Tiny K. Yeah. DJ, DJ Tiny, Tiny K. K. And the pussies. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, we're cats, obviously. Yeah. It's people. Come okay, on. next,
0: I'm going to put, I know we were going to do round robin. Wait, but I'm why haven't you asked so us? Kristen, you know what? You just go ahead and take it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, I'm going to stop. Carolyn, I'm going to ask. Carolyn, I'm going to go grab it. something to eat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, what do you want after uh, suffrage? suffrage? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like Great American Melting Pot. The Great American Melting Pot. Lovely then, lady Actually, Liberty, do you know what? With her book of recipes. I'm putting, I'm glad you say that. I'm putting interjections ahead. at the end because at the end of it, it will say,
1: pot. darn, that's oh, the that's end. Oh, that's the, yes. Okay. So you are the mix master. But you yeah. never
0: got the preamble in there. Yeah, yeah. It's the first one. Oh, you did? Yeah. No, it's not. No, no, no. Three,
2: is, three, three has, has to be the Oh, first,
0: that's the right. First. That's right. Okay. Then preamble comes right after that. The Great American okay. Melting Pot. Okay. okay and then... Good, we'll put it up on Spotify. Okay, after... Wait, I'm not done. Verb, oh. that's what's happening. This, you guys, this is fantastic. So Verb, that's what hap- what's happening is one of my favorites also. And this, that woman that wrote the article in Vulture, she says this about Verb, that's what's happening. If someone decided to teach kids about verbs and write an alternate theme song for Shaft at the same time, they'd basically write this song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so, that's what they did with those. They took the songs that were on the radio, the sounds that defined the 70s, and they mixed those in. I mean, you could probably totally say – That's totally what they did. Yeah. Um, yes. you, know, you could name the song like the theme from Shaft yeah. or you know, a Harry Chapin song or a Carpenter song.
2: Yeah. Right, because they didn't dump – like we talked about Barney. They didn't dumb them down. They made them no, – right. and her. this was playing on the radio in the
1: parent's car mm-hmm. and, you know – that.
0: Okay, that's Carolyn, awesome. do you have one more? We have we don't have a single science one on here, and I think well, that's a mother necessity. The science, oh right. mother necessity. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. Sure.
2: You don't sound excited, Michelle.
0: Like oh yeah. No, I said that's good. I said science yeah. is stupid. So I like Mother necessity is good. Yeah, I don't want any okay. science ones on here. You know that when we're as we're <laughs> doing this right now, the people listening are yelling at us because yes. all their favorite is not on the list. Can
2: can I just go on the record now saying that is that um I am a firm believer in science and I actually love science? I do. I love science. I don't but I did not like science in school. I didn't either. But I just don't want, you know, now anymore. We have to go ahead and and make this known. Right. Please, no, no nasty emails or bad reviews. Don't we at love me, science.
0: Don't, don't at me. me. Don't at me, <laughs> mm-hmm. you science lovers. Although we I am gonna science. put, I'm gonna, I'm gonna override just one, and I'm gonna put electricity on because I love to say. Electricity, electricity. Mm. I don't even care mm-hmm. what it's about. I just like to say that. I'm putting No More Kings on because even though there are parts of it <laughs> that are inappropriate for, days, for today's classroom, I can say that to myself before I play it. Kristen, be honest with us. Did you have this list written before you asked me? No, us to put look. On? <laughs> <laughs> I'm making it right now. See the arrow for interjections is going to I the end. See it. I do, do. I'm just going um, okay. I'd like to wrap up this conversation by reading what People magazine had to say when Bob Duro died. They said not to unduly shame the American education system. But chances are, Bob Drew has had more of an impact on grammar fluency than any other person in the 20th century.
1: Whoa. Mic drop. I think
0: they're right. I I think they're right. And Bob Drew continued to perform live performances at jazz clubs um, to the end of his life. I think, was it 2017 he died? It was pretty recently he died. And he continued to
1: perform. 94 or something. He He was was
0: an old man. Yes. And I encourage people to Google Bob Duro. It's D-O-R-O-U-G-H. So you can see him sing some of these songs to see a live action person and hear that voice that is so impressed upon you. It's, It's kind of earth shattering. It's kind of crazy. And so he continued to perform throughout his entire life. But every single time. Somebody in the audience would shout out for a Schoolhouse Rock song. And one of his longtime bandmates said they never, they didn't play a single show without somebody going like, Do Lolly! (laughs) And he happily, happily complied. So our hats are off to you, Bob Duro, and the whole Schoolhouse Rock gang. Thank you for the earworms. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up. And, phrases and, clauses.
2: Conjunction, junction, how's that? and don't forget to be part of all the fun we're having on social media, especially over at Instagram. Just search Pop Culture Preservation Society on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to find us.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this Encore episode. While we are on our brief hiatus, we hope you'll take some time to explore our fun catalog of episodes. We've talked about a lot of the things that made our Gen X childhoods so memorable. And remember, make sure to follow along on social media so you don't miss some of the big announcements we have coming up in the next month. We are so excited to share with you all what we have planned.
0: In the meantime, let's raise our glasses for a toast from Janet, Chrissy, and Jack Tripper. To good times. To happy
1: days. To Little House on the Prairie.
0: Cheers. 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 See you next time
1: We get a happy feeling when we're singing a song